Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. My name is Emma Apps. And this is Bob Shoy. And today we will be looking at our 4 and 1 More favourite movie parodies of The Simpsons. Yeah, this is uh, this was really tricky actually. Yeah, I, I found this the hardest out of any list we've done so far, I'm going to be honest. I thought this would be really easy, and that's why I was like, okay, we'll do that one, because we've both been super busy recently. It's like, we'll do parodies, that'd be a nice, easy one. And yeah, it was really hard. The thing is, I think we both found this really hard for different reasons. Right. So um, I know that you're a complete film buff, and you watch films all the time. And as much as I would say that I like films and I enjoy films, there's just so many that I haven't seen Mm. So I was finding it difficult to um, to pick. So certain um, parodies of The Simpsons, like I appreciate and I really like, and I, you know, some of them are actually like my favourite moments of The Simpsons. But I actually haven't seen the original film to it, so I can't right. appreciate the parody to its full extent. So I did find this one quite difficult. I was going through lists on the internet, and I was no, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen that. So we put a rule in place that we have to have seeing the film that the parody is based on yeah so that is the one and only rule that we have um for our lists Um, so there's probably loads of parodies in the show that you aren't aware are actually parodies still yeah exactly and i was going through lists and i was thinking okay i really like this particular scene in the simpsons but i haven't seen the original so i can't appreciate it as a parody i just appreciate it as a moment in the simpsons right See, I, I ended up having a massive shortlist. Um, massive shortlist. It's like 30, 30. Um, and then I narrowed it down. I narrowed it down to maybe about 10, and I'm probably just going to go with my gut tonight. But um, they sort of fall into two camps for me. Sometimes it'll be like a gag, yeah, which is a riff on a scene from a film or a famous line. And sometimes a whole episode will be a parody of a film. And it'll just be a retelling of it. That's exactly how I feel. So a couple of these is a complete parody and a couple of these for me is just 
a gag or a scene or a moment. Yeah. It feels weird picking one and putting it on your list for like a gag that could be like two seconds or like one line. Yeah. But there's some there's some that are really good and I have got some like that in my list. Exactly. And it's funny because there's a couple that I picked, um, which obviously we'll go into a little bit later, but um, there's a couple that I picked that I actually picked it because I prefer the film more than the parody, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. So my, yeah, my there's reasonings... Yeah, one on my list that's definitely like that. Yeah, my reasonings um, behind... Uh, all four and one more are completely different so i think it will be an interesting episode definitely because it's exciting when you see them do a film that you love you're like oh they're doing the thing that i like (laughs) even if they don't you don't have the parody that much it's just like oh they're doing the film i like yeah and (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you i think the majority if not all of the things that i picked i actually knew more from the simpsons so Mm -hmm. because they're quite sort of adult films where i sort of started watching the simpsons when i was really little i was probably a little bit too young for some of these films so um i think when i saw the film i was like oh that's from the simpsons i think i sort of connected it more to that actually looking at my list i've got a couple here that i definitely saw the simpsons parody before the real film yeah and then when you watch the actual film it's weird because you have like, a, oh, I know this bit. Oh, like it's that it's like a reverse parody that you go through. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll come to some sort of uh, agreement slash disagreement. It's either I feel like our lists are either going to be really similar or really really different. Mm. So I'm really interested to see what things that you've picked. Yeah, I'd be interested. I think we're going to have quite different lists on this one. But yeah, I do actually. We'll see. Yeah. I'm always wrong. Sometimes I think they're going to be wildly different and they're the same. And like Simpsons, like series one, I thought we were going to have the same list and they were totally different from each other. So yeah. <laughs> be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, but yeah, so I guess whenever you're ready, Emma, yeah. you're going first on this one. So um, let us know your number four. My number four choice, um, this is definitely an example of liking the film more than liking the moment okay um but my number four choice is um so are we gonna say the the film first or are we gonna say the episode i guess <laughs> the film i guess you say the parody of da 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 from the episode okay okay yeah so my number four choice is a parody of raiders of the lost ark oh and it's from bart's friend falls in love which is in season three episode 23 this is this made my shortlist. It was like so <laughs> I so nearly put this one in. I mean, the reason why I picked it initially is because I am one of the biggest Indiana Jones fans ever. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Harrison Ford is my ideal man. <laughs> I love him so I mean. much. I love him so much. But I my favorite character of Harrison Ford is um Indiana Jones, just the whole right. like macho, um, like professor of archaeology, like yeah, I just mm. I just love him so much. Sexy history nerd. Yeah, exactly, sexy history <laughs> nerd. Um, but so Raiders of the Lost Ark is actually, um, and Indiana Jones in general is one of my favorite um, film collections. Um, yeah, they're so fun. Yeah, I love them so much. And they- can I ask you before we continue, okay. what's your favorite Indiana Jones film? Um, the Last Crusade. Oh, same. Love it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. It gets just the perfect balance for me yeah, of life. You know, you've got spooky thrills and action and comedy, and yeah, it's just and perfect. And it's because I really love um, Sean Connery as his dad. Yeah. I just think he's, yeah. a, he's a perfect choice to play Indy's dad. And I just love like the relationship yeah. that the two characters have and the rapport that the two actors have. Um, so, yeah. Um, Raiders actually, in terms of like the hierarchy of the three original films, Raiders is probably my maybe my least Ooh. favorite. <gasps> it's my second. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it it depends because I watch Temple of Doom and I'm like, oh, I like this one so much more than Raiders, and then I'll I'll watch Raiders and then I'm like, oh no, I like this one better. So I don't know. It's... When I was a kid, my favorite was Temple of Doom. Yeah, I love Temple of Doom. Um, but then as I've got older, it's become my least favorite. Finally, the the controversial question: What do you think of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? <sighs> See, this is the thing. Um, it's weird because I really like I really like it, but every time right. I watch it, sometimes I watch it and I really like it. Sometimes I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is so shit. So um, yeah, I see why everyone hates yeah. it, but for me, I actually fun- quite enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the same. It's-, it's my guilty, it's my real guilty feel pleasure, but it's quite. I'm fun. exactly the same. When I saw it initially in the cinema, I actually really loved it. Um, I hmm. don't really like Shia LaBeouf as an actor no. i'm not really a fan of his so him playing indiana jones's son is all wrong for me um no, i mean he's he's perfectly fine as an actor in that in that role but i just i feel like i could have picked so many other people that i would have preferred to have been his son um mm. but i just i don't know i just love anything to do with indiana jones anything to do with raiders and anything like that so for me, this is my number four because I love the film more than I love the actual parody. But it's a really, every now, like, I feel like a few times in this era of The Simpsons, there was these, like, big, strong, like, parody openings. Yeah. Because I think also of, like, it's probably around the same time where they had the uh, Looney Tunes, like, Roadrunner opening. Yeah, me, me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, like, that weird, they really just, like, run with a full-on parody opening. And it's funny because the whole parody opening thing has nothing to do with this episode. And I no, think that... I, always, I always forget which episode these are from. Yeah, and I think I really um denied about adding it to my list or not because it's... It doesn't really add much to the episode. Like I actually really mm. like this episode as an episode as it is, but yeah. it, as you say, like if you just play that clip, I bet like a, a large percentage of people wouldn't even be able to tell you what episode that's from because it has nothing mm. to do with um, with the actual episode. Um, so this is purely on my list because of how much of an Indiana Jones fan I am, and I, I do appreciate. I feel like they did a really, really good job of the parody like i i feel mm. like the sort of scene from scene and like the way that homer like falls down the stairs and yeah you know it's clever it, it's very very clever and um you could tell that a lot of thought and effort went into it and i do really appreciate it um but this is on my number four just purely mm. because of how much i love indiana jones when i saw uh kingdom of the crystal skull in the cinema this is just memories just come back to me <laughs> Uh, Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd was sat in front of me. No weird, way. That's so yeah. cool. So yeah, I actually yeah. went to see Crystal, uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in the cinema as well. And I actually came out of the cinema and was like, yeah, I really, really like that. Yeah, me too. I didn't know everyone hated it no, yet. No, yeah, I, I was exactly the same. The funny thing is I actually love the whole like ancient alien thing. Yeah, but I just, me too. I love the theories. And like, I feel like if you ever do a Weird Tales um, 
episode on ancient aliens. Like I'd be all over that. But um, I understand why people hate it because it's just so, it goes from one extreme to the other. They all have like weird sort of mystical Spiritual twists endings, to them. Yeah. But for, I guess for some people it lent too into the sci-fi realm. Yeah. But for me, I was like, cool. It mixes like history and sci-fi together. Yeah, no. I was into it. I, I'm the same. Like, I, I actually really liked it. Um, but My mum loves it. It's like my mum's favourite Indiana Jones film. No way. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bob's mum just for loving the Crystal yeah. Skulls. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I have purely picked this because of how much I love Indiana Jones mm. and um, just the appreciation for how it was animated and everything like that. Excellent. Great choice. And so far, not on my list. It was so close, though. So, wow. <laughs> okay, so my number four is also a Harrison Ford film. Uh, my number four is... Uh, I have to actually look what episode this is from, because it's one of them parodies where I'm like, what episode is that in again? Okay, so it's a parody of The Fugitive from the episode Lisa's Rival. Ooh. And this is one of those, like, one gag parody See, jokes. See, I've never seen The Fugitive, so right, I probably okay. have completely gone over my head that this is actually a parody. So this is, uh, you probably, it's one of them scenes where you're like, even if you don't know the parody, you'll be like, oh, I know this is a parody, I just don't know what it's of. Oh, yeah. So it's Millhouse in the water drain oh, with the guy yep. going, and he's like, I didn't do anything. Yep. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps over. I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I can hear that guy's voice in my head as soon as you said that. Like, I didn't I even... I feel like everyone remembers the scene from that film. And it's his in delivery. In the way that that guy delivers yeah. it. Yeah. When I imagine that scene, it's, I don't care. <laughs> in the real film, that's Tommy Lee Jones. No way. And he just goes, I don't care. Like, it's really not that, it's not that sinister. <laughs> Because Harrison goes, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Like, he just wants to arrest him because he's wanted. So it's like a completely different delivery. Yeah, it's it's really weird. But I always still remember that scene as, I don't care, from, from The Simpsons. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. And I don't even, I don't even remember how... So I remember that scene very, very vividly, but I don't even know how that ties in like to the B plot because I know it, Bart sort of... Bart's like, I've got... Like, I can't even remember either. It's like Bart's like, oh, don't worry, Milhouse is going to be distracted for a long time or something <laughs> like that. He's getting Milhouse out of this way for some reason. <laughs> I can't quite remember, but I just know it cuts to that and it really makes me laugh. Yeah, and I that's knew brilliant. that was a parody of something like you for a long time, but didn't know it was The Fugitive because... That is a classic film I hadn't seen till the Christmas before last. Oh, so I watched it's... that on Christmas Day in um, in Stockholm on my laptop. Weirdly, <laughs> these are the sort of exciting Christmases I have. <laughs> I cooked myself up some pasta <laughs> and I sat on the bed and I watched The Fugitive for the first time. Merry on Christmas! My <laughs> yeah, and I really like. It. I do actually really like that film. It's really good, but. Yeah, when that scene came up, I was like, oh, it's the scene from The Simpsons. And I, I was surprised that. at how it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> but yeah, it really makes me laugh. It made me laugh before I knew it was a parody. Yeah. And before I knew what it's a parody of, just because it's a funny, crazy scene. 
but it's it makes me laugh more now that I know the actual film. <laughs> I fully appreciate that. I mean, and as being such a big Harrison Ford fan, I feel like I'm going to go and watch The Fugitive now. Just oh, it's a really good like you know cops on the trail of a guy who's trying to escape who's a fugitive yeah and it's tommy lee jones chasing chasing down uh, harrison ford it's just it's a really good fun film like what more do you need exactly so yeah that was my number four good choice that is a very good choice that was one this is what i mean we're gonna have some that are like literally that gag is three seconds (laughs) exactly and i feel like the scene that i picked for my number four like the raiders scene um I was a bit like, oh, should I include it? Should I not? But then I was going through the list and there were so many sort of films that I hadn't seen. And and I was a bit mm. like, oh, well, I can't really put that because I don't really know where that's from. And so I just thought, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to add it to the list, even though... Stick with what you know. Exactly. But I'm glad I'm glad it made the list. And, and I definitely feel like your fugitive parody is worthy of, a, of the list as well, because that is a brilliant scene. Just... Even just for the delivery of, I don't care. <laughs> I've got one that's maybe even like less screen time than that on my list. So. <laughs> uh, well, we sort of discussed, didn't we, in my favourite um, episodes of all time, that the only real like whole episode of a parody is Cape Fear. So... Yeah, that's a straight... There is a couple where it's like, it's the theming is so... Um tied to a certain film i won't say any that come into mind yet in case they're on either of our lists yeah okay um so my number three um is one that i know that i've had a conversation with you about bob but i've not actually Mm. mentioned it i don't think um on the pod so far um so my number three is a parody of Thelma and louise and Mm. it's marge on the lamb which is season five episode six yeah, this is literally one I was thinking, like, kind of a lot of the, this, like what I was just saying, like, a lot of the episode has, like, a Thelma and Louise vibe, yeah. and it keeps tapping into, like, parodies, like, there's loads of parodies all the way through. Yeah, so this is quite, um, the majority of the episode is a Thelma and Louise parody, um, mm. but unlike Cape Fear, there's not a lot of it, which is sort of, like, completely, the whole scene is, like, complete parody of it it's just similar if that makes sense yeah like the bit in the bar and then they're on the run and obviously the ending yeah of course yeah (laughs) you're right i am lucky to have him but please march don't drive into that chasm chasm but i love this episode so much for so many different reasons um i actually like this episode as much as i love the film so it's it's an e- right. it's an equal um appreciation for both of them um so the first time i ever watched Thelma and Louise was when i studied um a level media studies and mm-hmm. um we had to watch it and like write an essay on it about sort of how um it's sort of about how women are um portrayed in films and how like the character um is like all goody goody at the beginning and then obviously because of what happens to her i'm not going to spoil it (laughs) i would i would hope that most people have seen thelma and louise by now but okay no spoilers becca didn't though (laughs) that's true i did just talk about it on like a podcast that went up today actually they were recording this which shows how far in advance we record these episodes (laughs) 
a, a podcast that went up today, I'm talking about Thurman Louise, and I actually put spoiler beeps in it, I think. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that was the first time that I was ever introduced to Thelma and Louise. And it's such a, such a female, strong um, film. And the age that I was when I watched it was, it was one of those films that I really needed at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah, empowering, it, right? It was very empowering. And then... Um, obviously seen this episode of the simpsons before i'd ever seen Thelma and louise and then i watched this and i was like oh it makes so much more sense now mm. but um part of the reason why i love uh the simpsons episode is um i feel like it's it's a really marge positive episodes yeah it's a great marge episode. yeah i mean we've mentioned it before where um where we've said that it's a Marge episode, but she's still really annoying in it. But this is actually a Marge episode that I actually really love her and her character development in it. It made me really wish that they had like Ruth in the series more. Yeah, I love Ruth as a character. She's in like two episodes and she's like, she could be like a regular. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's a lot to, you could write her a lot in different ways and she could yeah. be incorporated in a lot of different storylines. So I feel like she's maybe a little bit of a wasted character. Yeah, she's a single parent, but she's not like desperate like Kirk Van Houten or someone no, like exactly. that. There isn't really a character like her. And she's very like, doesn't need anyone. Like she looks after her mm. door on her own and things like that. But um, yeah, so I love this as a Simpsons episode because as I said, it, it I love the way that it builds on Marge's character. Um yeah, I just, I love it. And it's got some really great um, Lionel Hutz moments in it. Yeah. Um, where he like babysits the kids and he goes, say hello to Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> and then it's also got the line, um, think of a world without lawyers. Yeah, I forget that this is even like a Hutz episode. And then when I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, you've, you've got that like C plot almost because you've got... Um, you know, Marge, Marge on the lamb, obviously, and then you've got Homer and Wiggum on the train with the vending machines as well, where he gets his hands yeah, stuck in the yeah. vending machines. Um, and I love all the stuff of Homer and Wiggum in that episode, yeah. just like ghost cars. Like <laughs> it's really good. I watched it really recently, so it's really fresh in my head. Yeah, I mean, I watched it when we uh, watched the season um for this as well but then i also watched it again because i knew that i wanted to include this so i wanted to sort of con concentrate more on the parodies is it season four or season five it's one that we haven't recorded yet um, but would have been watching recently season five season five yeah, yeah. so i've read i've only just finished season five yeah. so i literally i've just watched it yeah so um so i watched it again and there were so many things that I was picking up on and I was like concentrating mm. it more from a Thelma and Louise perspective than just the Simpsons episode. Well, especially for me, because I've just rewatched Thelma and Louise for my other podcast, for my film podcast. Yeah. And then I was watching that for this and like there was within a week of each other, I watched those two things oh, and it was really so awesome good. to pick up yeah. on stuff. Yeah, I accidentally, but it was awesome. The other thing I always think of with Thelma and Louise when it comes to Simpsons, when you say Thelma and Louise parodies, is when Marge is watching Thelma and Louise at Rancho Relaxo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Thelma. Kay Louise. Let's get out of here, Thelma. Kay Louise. I always, I always think of that when I think of Thelma and Louise. And then she's Louise. eating the ice cream and she has her tequila. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I get that confused with this episode, just that clip, because it's <laughs> <laughs> obviously this is the Thelma and Louise episode, but it's in that other episode as well. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, this is my number three and... Um, I sort of switched my list around quite a lot and I feel like mm. this is um, 
this definitely deserves a place on it because as I said, I appreciate the episode and I appreciate Thelma and Louise on equal measures. Whereas some mm. of these, I only like the parodies for a particular clip in the episode. Right. So, But this is one where I definitely appreciate both on the same level. So I th- I'm just looking at my four, all four of minor films I love. I actually switched, I'm switching my two and three down round right now, actually. Okay. (laughs) See, guys, we have our lists, but they do sometimes change during. Yeah, I just go with my gut at the time. They change around all the time. I've got little arrows all over my book. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, great choice, Summer and Louise. I was hoping that, like, the two you've picked so far are two that both made my shortlist, but didn't quite make my top four. And I was like, I hope they're in the episode. So, I hope Emma chooses this. And they, so far, two for two. It's good how we've. We've picked different ones, yeah. Yeah, so, um, okay, my number three. This is a parody of Pulp Fiction from the episode 22 short films about Springfield. (laughs) This is on my list. Is it? Yeah. Where is this on your list? It's number one. It's your number one? (laughs) Oh, my God. I was going to make a new rule, by the way. Okay, what's the rule? If it's on someone else's list... Say if I say it and yep. you say it's on my list, we hold off talking about okay. it until it's on the person's list who's higher. Okay, that's fine. So we say so. So it's number one on your list. Yeah, it's number one. I was wondering, is this such like a strong parody? I was like, surely this is the one that will be on both our lists. Well, funny enough, this was actually my one more choice. Right. Um, and as I said, like I was really shuffling things around, and I recently, I think it might have actually been last weekend watched Pulp Fiction just randomly because it was on the TV and it then crept up, up, up. So it's mm. it's it's gone from being my one more to now actually being my favourite parody. Love it. Well, we will uh, reconvene when we get to your number one okay. and discuss the parody in full. Uh, but for now then, what's your number two? Okay, my number two is... Um, it's a parody of The Shining from Treehouse 5, mm. which is season six, episode six. I was wondering if a Treehouse was going to come in because there's so many parodies in Treehouse episodes. Yeah. And actually, I haven't got a Treehouse parody in my top four. No way. Weirdly. No, yeah, I know. I really thought that was like where I was going to mine some from, but I was surprised afterwards to see that I didn't actually have any on my top four. So yeah, this is a really good one. Yeah, I love this. Um I love The Shining as a film. Right. I'm not overly, overly into horror films. Um, That was going to be my question. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do like horror films and I will watch them, but I'm not like a horror addict how some people are. Um, But I appreciate this more of a, as a Stephen King. um, I appreciate The Shining as more of a Stephen King sort of masterpiece rather than it being just a horror film kind of thing. Although... Uh, Stephen King himself hates this adaptation of his book. No way, I didn't know that. Yeah, he really, he is weird about his adaptations because there's some really bad, there's obviously so many Stephen King adaptations and I've I've read a lot of Stephen King books and seen a lot of them and there's lots of bad adaptations and so many of the bad ones, he's like, oh, I really love that one. Really? And so many of the good ones, he's like, I hated that one. I just feel like Stephen King, great writer, bad taste in films. (laughs) That's hilarious. I didn't know that at all. Um, yeah, he really hates... In fact, he he did his own adaptation of The Shining years later. No way. And it's really bad. No, I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. So this um, is a film that I really like. Um, and it's one of those 
um, horror films that I will watch over and over and over again. Same as sort of Silence of the Lambs. Like I... Oh. Yeah, I think we've had a conversation about Silence of the Lambs before. Yeah, I think we saw it on Twitter because it is like yeah. one of my favourite films of all time. Well, the thing time. is, I actually had never seen it until about two years ago, I think it was. Right. And um, Ben was like, you need to watch this. You'll really like it. And I was like, oh, like the thought of it. I don't, I don't really like the thought of it. And he was like, no, you'll really like it. And I watched it and I was like, I love this i think people have a different idea of what that film is like yeah before they've seen it to what they've because i made my sister watch it last year <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just completely different and it's brilliant but um the shining is sort of a similar situation so when i was at uni um i was really bored one day and um i was sort of looking through like films to watch and The Shining mm. came up and obviously I knew the parody from The Simpsons so and I knew the general storyline but I'd never seen the film Right, and I was like do you know what I'm actually going to sit here and watch it because it's one of those films that people are like you have to see it yeah it's a Stanley Kubrick classic yeah exactly and I watched it and I was like do you know what I actually really liked it and really enjoyed it mm. um, and obviously got all the different parodies and stuff but I'm going to be honest, I prefer the Simpsons parody to the actual film. Ooh. Even though I really, really like the film, I really do like the film. There's just so many gags, so many funny things that I just repeat all the time. Like, no TV and no beer make Homer something, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think, Marge? All I need is a title. I was thinking along the lines of no TV and no beer make Homer something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! Just things like that. I the just... wacky animation on that scene where Homer's going nuts. I is, know. It's bonkers, yeah. Yeah. And then the bit where he does the whole, like, um, I'm Johnny thing and mm. um grandpa comes in and he goes hi david i'm grandpa like it's just so stupid but it's so <laughs> funny here's johnny don't david letterman hi david i'm grandpa don't i'm mike wallace i'm Wally shaper and i'm ed bradley all this and andy rooney tonight on 60 minutes so, yeah. It's one of like, the, for me, it's always, I always remember it was being like one of the more like just wacky treehouse segments. It's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you haven't seen The Shining, mm. it's it wouldn't make a whole bunch of sense. Like they don't explain the story no. that well as, as it goes. It's one of the first ones they do with Treehouse where they're just shining a light on the fact that it is just a pure parody like it's it's called the shinning and they're like even mentioned they can't say what it's actually called for copyright reasons and things yeah. like that like it really is just like aside from like king kong or something this is like just a pure parody of yeah. the film hey i found a shortcut through a hedge maze get away you little no no go easy on the wee one his father's gonna go crazy and chop them all into haggis what's haggis <gasps> boy you read my thoughts you've got the shinning you mean shining Shh. you want to get sued now look, boy, if your dad goes gaga, you just use that shin of yours. And I like <laughs> I like the bit where um where Willie goes to bar. Don't you be reading my mind between like six and seven? That's Willie's time. 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so, yeah. I like this one because this is one of the tree houses that I never actually saw that often when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talk about like some episodes you have a more of an attachment to just because like, oh, I saw this one all the time or I had this one on VHS or yeah. whatever. But this is one of the classic tree houses that like, I didn't see for a long time just because it wasn't on my tapes and I never saw it in circulation. So I feel like this treehouse I have less of a connection to than some of the others, yeah. even though I think it's a brilliant classic treehouse. It makes me wish like I had it in my circulation along with some of the others when I was younger. Yeah, I feel like that about the one with the crusty doll. Oh, see, that's my all-time favourite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I love that treehouse. <laughs> So um, I know that we're probably going to do a treehouse thing, so I won't sort yes, of talk about it sure. too much um, about it. But um, I love the Shining film, and I obviously love this parody, so that's mm. why it was my number two. Um, but as I said, I actually prefer the Simpsons parody of it than the actual film. But I think it's probably a nostalgia thing because, as I said, I saw the the Simpsons way, way, way before I saw the film. Did you feel that when, so because you knew the Simpsons one so much, so when you finally watched The Shining, yeah. did you feel like it took a little bit of the bite out of some other horror because yeah. you're imagining Homer? Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. I was watching the film and I watched it alone. Like there was no one with me when I watched it, so I was I could mm. be as silly as I wanted. So the so the bit sort of was like no beer, no TV, and I was just quoting The Simpsons yeah. the whole time. So I think it was. Yeah, like you say, it took the bite out of the horror side of it because I was just being an idiot, really. <laughs> First time I watched The Shining, it was um, actually my friend made me watch it, um, a friend I went to school with. He had tried to watch it at home, but he was too scared and had to turn it off, <laughs> but wanted to watch the rest of it, so he brought it around my house and I watched it with him. <laughs> <laughs> did he make you watch it from like did you make him watch it from the beginning oh yeah i was like yeah i'll watch it with you but i want to watch it from the beginning i want to know what's going on and yeah. so yeah we watched it together and i really liked it then and i've like not seen it for a good long time now it's one of them ones where i'm like i'm due a rewatch of this yeah uh, but i've never actually read the book despite having read like so many stephen king books i've never actually read the shining to be honest i actually haven't either it's one of them things where like oh i want to read that book before i watch the film again yeah so it's i've got the book i just haven't got around to reading it yet yeah i haven't seen i have sorry i haven't read the book either yet so hmm. um i would like to read it though to be honest i know it's quite different like that's why stephen king isn't a big fan of the film because it does change quite a few things from it yeah i think the best stephen king adaptations are when they like change things because it's, it's his books can be too dense to you know adapt properly yeah did you see pet cemetery no i haven't watched it no yet. my sister and her boyfriend um saw it when it came out and i was like oh that's the stephen king book and they're like was it i didn't even realize <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't watched that yet no i just didn't know if you, what you thought of it because i know that's obviously a stephen king horror film as well i didn't know if it was sort of on yeah. par or if it was well to be honest not many people really talk about it so it's probably not as great it's the um well the stephen king book that's one of the ones where it doesn't seem to be as mainstream but amongst actual horror fans it's normally considered like his greatest oh, really? it's really weird like horror fans who love the books are like it's his best book it's a masterpiece but then it doesn't feel as mainstream as some of his other books yeah so like it <laughs> Yeah, which I read in Vienna, like, oh, however many 
thousand pages is. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my whole time I was out there. It took me to no read that way. book. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what's your number two? So my number two, uh, this is another one, a bit like your number four, where it's you have such a fondness for the film. Okay. So I've often said that this might be my favourite film of all time. It's Ooh. always around at least my top five. So this is a parody of Terminator 2. No way! From the, from the episode Homer Loves Flanders. So um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Terminator 2. Um, I feel like I've Ben's had it on and I've watched it. Yeah. But I don't feel like I've actually sat down and watched it properly, if that makes sense. But, I love it. But I've seen like loads of different parts of loads of different Terminator films. I know there's loads of them. And to be honest, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint which is from what film. But I know that I've seen bits of quite a lot of them. So I like most of the Terminator films, but for me, like to me, they're like fine. But yeah. Terminator Two is like an all-time great. Like I love it. I love time travel movies, and I'm like, this is just so fun. Um. I don't I've always loved that film. I think it was because I watched it when I was a bit too young to watch it. Yeah. When I was with my dad. And so I have that memory of like, oh, really being excited by a film that's a bit too old for me. Yeah. And like it blowing my mind at that time. So, but the parody is uh, Homer chasing after the Flanders as they're trying to get away in their yeah. car and he digs his golf clubs into the back <laughs> of the car. I know exactly the point that you, when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And I knew it was a yeah. Terminator joke. So, yeah. Because in the film, the liquid Terminator turns his hands into hooks and he hooks onto oh, the back and he's okay. swinging behind. But in The Simpsons, he gets the two golf clubs and hooks them in the back. And it's just such a simple but perfect parody that lasts about two seconds. <laughs> but because of how much fondness I have for Terminator 2, Judgment Day, I um, <laughs> I love that bit whenever it comes up. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, this episode. Um, I love that. didn't see me i did just watch this episode recently as well because it is a season five episode and it just it's one of them episodes i think people forget how many good bits are in it because it also has the uh homer blending back into the hedge yeah (laughs) meme is also in the episode so there's some great moments but i use that gif all the time yeah it's perfect it's so versatile when people say things and it's like really awkward or like if you're in a group chat and people like two people arguing i just like I was so close to buying a t-shirt of it on the other day. No way. Like a green t-shirt that was the same colour as the hedge and it just had the Homer like melding into the t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) But I was just like, when am I going to wear a bright green (laughs) t-shirt? But um, this is, so I knew that this was a parody and I knew that what it was a parody of, but because I haven't seen the film, this is just an example of another parody that I appreciate. But because I haven't seen the film, I couldn't add it to my list. Yeah, it's a bit like the one in uh, Principal Charming, where this is also a Terminator parody. Yeah, we were talking about that the last time we recorded. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So that's uh, that's Terminator 1 in particular. Yeah. So, uh, which is fine. Terminator 2 is the greatest ever. The greatest <laughs> film. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I feel like people are always surprised when I say that's like my favourite film. Do you know what? I'm actually um, pretty shocked, especially how much of a movie buff you are and how many films you've actually seen. Um, I think 
it's way more. I was going to say it's way more intelligent than people give it credit for. Yeah, it's it is, but it's like it's still a big dumb action movie. But it is like just that. I love a big dumb action movie, and I love like a dense sci-fi movie. Yeah, and I like real sort of um, sort of deep films as well. Yeah, and more arty films. And for me, this is just like this has got a bit of everything in it. It's got like great like. Um, you talk about your strong female characters. This has like the greatest ever. Yeah. Um, gunning down Terminators and it's got comedy in it and it's got action in it and it's got like heady sci-fi in it and it's it's got like, it pushes all my buttons just right. Everything. And I can watch it a million times. Um, I remember the first time I made Becca watch it because it's one of those films if you haven't seen it, you're like, oh, I don't want to watch that. And the first time I made Becca watch it was actually um, New Year's Day. You've got such a good memory. <laughs> In a, oh, she, I remember exactly where I am all the time. It was New Year's Day in a hostel in Budapest. And we were the only people staying there because it was New Year's Day. <laughs> um, and we're just, because we were interrailing all over the winter. We were traveling around on trains for about six weeks. And that's just where we, we just happened to pull into Budapest New Year's Day and stayed at this hostel in the center, which had like a cinema room. And they were like, oh, help yourself. Like no one else is staying here. So I was like, cool, like scrolling for the collection and then put Terminator 2 on the projector on oh, New Year's Day and that. we sort of had it to ourselves. And uh, yeah, she loved it as well. She was like, that is not what I was expecting. That's a really good sci-fi movie. I might have to uh, give it a watch now on your recommendation. There you go, Terminator 2, The yeah. Fugitive. <laughs> recommendation of the week. Yeah. So yeah, my number two, and it is just a, a tiny gag, but I just love, like you say, I love the film so much that it has to be on my list. It's perfect. Yeah. It's good. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, 
Um, so because you know what my number one is, do you want to talk about yours or how do you want to do it? No, let's let's go into it. Let's go into your number one. Well, your number one and my number three. We'll yeah. talk about it now. Yeah. Pulp um, Fiction. So it's the parody of Pulp Fiction um, from 22 short films about Springfield. And it is, uh, I've got it written here, season seven, episode 21. Ooh. Yeah. See, I was—I hadn't written down that information. I was kept—I'm sitting here trying to like trying to remember what episode these were from because I didn't actually write it down when I'm doing mine. Yeah, um, it's only because I thought you'd be really, really like. I'm not saying you're not prepared, but I thought you'd be like, <laughs> okay, where's what episode's that from? But it was more for my own memory to. <laughs> it was more for my own memory I'm to be sorry like. Sorry to ah, disappoint it's... everyone. This is the least prepared I've ever been for a podcast. I think. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you are very prepared. Um, so yeah, so as I said earlier um i literally watched this i watched pulp fiction um last weekend it was just randomly on the tv and it wasn't the first time you'd seen it though no right? no, no 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 so i'd, I'd oh, seen okay. it a couple of years ago uh, but in two parts which is annoying um right it was one of those films where um like ben was like oh you need to w- watch pulp fiction i was like okay that's fine so we put it on but then we both ended up falling asleep and mm. then i then went back and watched it as a whole afterwards um but yeah i mean this 22 short films about springfield is an amazing episode in general it's just it's so weird i just love the concept for of it so many reasons i love this episode but i'm sure that when we get to that season we'll talk about it so i won't i wish i yeah we will definitely i think that would definitely yeah. can't talk about the season the only thing i think about 22 short films though is like i wish they'd done more of that yeah. At that time in the show, it was ready to do that sort of weird stuff, and they never sort of went back to that well. And I know it was like a proof of concept because they were thinking of doing a show called Springfield. Yeah. And that was sort of what that show would have been like, dipping into different characters. And I just, oh my God, I would love to have seen that. Yeah, I feel like it got to the point where you knew enough about all of the little characters that it, it talks yeah. about that they can just then do like tiny little parodies of each um each character each sort of secondary character um yeah but there's different pulp fiction parodies in this so obviously the main one is is the one in herman's shop where they're sort of tied up and gagged <laughs> obviously that's sort of the main one that everyone thinks of I think everyone was quite surprised that they are alluding to a scene in a film which has <laughs> you know a male sexual assault in a simpsons episode <laughs> exactly controversial but um yeah hold it right there looks like the spider got himself a couple of flies <laughs> as soon as zed gets here the party will begin there he is now who are you uh, can my son use your bathroom? You gotta say yes! Okay, but be quick. It's in back. It's, it also has the little moments, like um, when Lou and Eddie are talking about like yeah. the milkshakes and stuff. or Yeah, so, yeah. Like, you know what they call a crusty burger over in Shelbyville, that sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. You know, I went to the McDonald's in uh, Shelbyville on Friday night. A McWhat? A uh, McDonald's restaurant. I, I never heard of it either, but uh, they have over 2,000 locations in this state alone. Must have sprung up overnight. You know the funniest thing, though? It's the little differences. Example. Well, at McDonald's, you can buy a Krusty Burger with cheese, right? But 
They don't call it a Krusty Burger with cheese. Get out. Well, why do they call it? A quarter pounder with cheese. Quarter pounder with cheese? Well, I can picture the cheese, but, uh... Do they have crusty, partially gelatinated, non-dairy, gum-based beverages? Mm-hmm. They call them shakes. <laughs> shakes. I don't know what you're getting. Well, I know what I'm getting. Some donuts. Uh, help me out of the booth, boys. So it's not just that one particular scene. It's like all the tiny little details that you might not necessarily have picked up. I just think, like, mm. it's just absolutely genius. And um, I really, really love the bit. Because of how perfectly they captured the framing, how perfect it is when um, he's in the car and Wiggum's crossing with, with the, the donuts. coffee and donuts, donuts. and he I hits him donuts. just like he hits Marseilles Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> it's and he rolls over. It's like exactly shot for shot yeah. the same. It's just ah, oh, it's perfect. It's brilliant. He's so perfect. Donuts. I got donuts. I got. Hey, I know you. Hey, hey, wait up! We gotta swap insurance info! So, um, so yeah, this is my number one purely for how brilliantly it's made, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And as you say, like, the, the Pulp Fiction is such a... Such a... Uh, I don't know how to put it. Like, quintessential Quentin Tarantino film. in mm. And, like, gruesome and just to the point and things like that. But it's so clever how they've managed to put it into a cartoon and it yeah. be sort of still PG enough for kids to watch. It's like, it still has that like f- cool vibe of the actual film. Exactly. Whilst being this ridiculous parody of it. Like it's a really cool section and of the episode. I love Herman as a character and obviously they just, he just isn't used anymore that is like when he was in that it was the first time he'd been in it for years exactly. and it's like the last time he was ever in it it's like they just needed to bring back this gross character for the, <laughs> the grossest role i mean i'm pretty sure he's only in like season one i don't even think he's in season two and i can't remember a scene only like background shots exactly or maybe like oh, i'm trying to think i'm sure he must have a line every now and then he's in crowd scenes yeah probably. and but i just love i just love him like as a character, but it's a shame that he's hardly used. But obviously, like he's, he's gross. In, he definitely yeah, has like Nazi memorabilia in the background. Yeah, and stuff he's, like a, that. he's a horrible, front. horrible character. He's a horrible <laughs> character. But um, yeah, I love this. And um, Pulp Fiction is a weird film for me. Like, I wouldn't say it's up there with like my favorite films or anything like that. But I fully appreciate it for what it is. So, uh, yeah, I've got films like that where, like, I appreciate this is great, but it's not necessarily what I would call my favourite. Yeah, no. it's The thing is, with Quentin Tarantino, I appreciate so many of his films, but they're not to my taste. Right. Um, like, um, Inglorious Bastards is mm-hmm. a brilliant film, and Ben loves it, and we watch it quite a lot. Um and I appreciate it, and I think it's a brilliant film, but it's just not to my taste, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Pulp Fiction is obviously one of those as well where I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really clever, and I really appreciate it, but it's not up there with my favourite films. For me, it was like a real... It's like a real clichéd film for this to be for, like, a young teenage guy, but it was a real, like, cinematic, like, awakening for me. Yeah. Um, like you said, I'm I'm really into film, and as a teenager, 
I was ill from school one day. And when I say ill from school, I mean I couldn't bother to go in. I told my parents I was ill <laughs> because I would have the house to myself when I was. I lived with my dad at that time. It was just me and my dad. So he, he gets up at like, you know, half five in the morning to go to work. And I'm like, I don't feel well. I'm not going to school. Okay. And then I would just sit around the house. But I went through his VHSs and saw that and was like, oh, because it's like the front cover of the VHS was just like Uma Thurman looking sexy laying on a bed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is like an adult film. I shouldn't be watching this. I shouldn't, this is naughty. I put it on thinking I'm going to see some nudity because I was a teenage boy. Um, and then actually ended up getting really drawn into it as a film because it wasn't like anything I'd seen up until that point because I was a stupid teenage boy who watched stupid teenage boy movies. Yeah. And um, it really did make me want to seek out more interesting or experimental filmmaking. And so I always give it credit for that. And I do still really enjoy it. It's definitely, it's not my favorite Tarantino film anymore, but I do think, I do appreciate that it got me probably the film that got me into cinema. Yeah. What would you say is your favourite Tarantino film? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember because I did a four and one more about it on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, of course it you did. Was, uh, what is my favourite? <laughs> Flipping egg. I've just drawn a complete blank. And then there's all your like hardcore fans like screaming at the... Yeah, I know. People know. Screaming. I'm trying to remember if I went controversial or not. Oh, my favourite is um, Kill Bill Volume 2. That's oh, what I okay. for in my episode. Yeah. Right? Um, I like the slower second half of that duology, but I also really, really love uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I think he's sort of outdone himself. Yeah, every recently. So we'll see. Maybe I need to do one redo that episode because I know he's doing one more film before he retires. I should have really held off. Yeah, you should have. Uh, I jumped the gun. But anyway, that's 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 my film rant. <laughs> We're on a film episode, I suppose. The funny thing is, um, so my favourite film of all time, um, mm. The Simpsons do a whole parody episode on it, but it's like a it's awful and it's a really really late one that's only oh. like a couple of seasons ago, and every time I watch it. At the beginning, so like the first sort of, because I think it's like a really long double episode, but um, the the very beginning is like like for like for the film, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna love this, and then like it gets yeah. into it, and I'm like, this is so bad, so yeah, yeah, so so it's um, I know you don't particularly like this film, but I have my reasons. Um, oh. Because you've done a, you've done your film podcast, and um, so my favourite film is The Great Gatsby, um, oh. because it's my favourite book. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't. Um, I, I think you're you're jumping to conclusions when I said I didn't really care for it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's not your taste, like, is it? Yeah, yeah like I appreciate right. that. Yeah, but um, yeah. it's my favourite book, and I'm quite a big Baz fan, so it's you know go hand in hand but um yeah so mm-hmm. the simpsons I, I, I honestly don't even know what season it is but did this parody and it was, it's so awful so it's like the great gatsby and like mr burns is sort of like playing gatsby but then it right. kind of goes into this weird like rap like rapper thing with this weird I've golden heard go- about this episode this, it was a two-parter one right with this weird like golden goose thing and it's just like w- like what the hell it's like completely two different tones and I saw, so Ben sort of paused the TV because it came on the TV and he's like, Emma, you're going to love this. It's a 
the Simpsons are parodying um, The Great Gatsby. And I'm like, oh my God. So I sat and watched it. And then I was like, really enjoyed it for the first like five, 10 minutes. And then I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, it's all over the place. And I was just like, I hated that. <laughs> so for listeners, you actually have a cat named Gatsby I do yeah that's another reason why The Great Gatsby is my favourite my favourite film he we call him The Great Gatsby all you people are like oh how can that be your favourite film (laughs) (laughs) I I don't judge anyone on what their favourite films are because I know a lot of people would be like Terminator 2 seriously you I think (laughs) I think with favourite films it's like you you don't just like it for that reason. It's everything that yeah, goes a, with it. There's a connection. Everything yeah. that goes with it. So as I said, The Great Gatsby is my favourite book and I named my cat because of the book and then it just, you know, it's just everything yeah. that goes with it. But yeah, so as much as The Great Gatsby is my favourite film, The Simpsons parody is so awful that I couldn't even, like, couldn't even add it to my list. I was like... I I cannot. Well, also, to be fair, we normally only stick to series like one to ten for our like episodes anyway. Yeah, I know. But like, I feel like sometimes we can make some. Could have been. It could have been a plus one if it was uh, any good. Yeah, we can make some special um, exceptions sometimes. I don't know anything beyond season 12, so that would be a really, really difficult for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) I will. I will one day watch everything. I will do it. But um, I actually. When I had only seen up to series 11 before this year and I watched Beyond It for the first time, yeah, I, I'm like half, I got like halfway through series 13. But I actually thought like after 11, which I do not think is a good series, I thought 12 and 13 were way better yeah. than 11. I think it does get better. It's not not as good as it was. Like it's still not great, but it's it gets better. I think 11 is a real slump. Yeah, I agree. And there are some episodes in 12 and 13 that I'm like, oh, I like... This isn't too bad, but yeah, they're like surprisingly. But the whole series right. in itself is just like, oh, I'm not even gonna bother. I know that that sounds it's like awful. it is a shadow of its former that self. That sounds so awful, but uh, yeah. What I, just... I want to do is like I want to make myself go through the whole lot, yeah, and dig out the ones because every now and then there's like a a really good episode in amongst those, yeah. Just pull out all the really good ones and make myself my own little season of like late era good episodes. <laughs> So that when I watch the classic seasons, I can like shove in my own like season 11 or whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah, so um, we went way off track. (laughs) I forgot I haven't actually done my number one yet. (laughs) So uh, my number one is a parody of the film Rear Window from uh, the episode Bart of Darkness. Are you familiar with the film Rear Window? No. <laughs> I saw this as, as when I was going through like the lists on the internet, like I was saying, because I was mm. really struggling to just off the top of my head think of film parodies. So I was Googling lists quite a lot and it kept coming up, but I'm not actually familiar with the parody. Yeah, it's an old uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Jimmy Stewart film. Um, I love James Stewart. I love Alfred Hitchcock. And I really, really love this film. It's my favourite Hitchcock movie. Um, and the whole stuff about basically, you know, the episode Bart of Darkness yep. is an absolute classic. The whole stuff about Bart being stuck in a wheelchair and then getting obsessed with watching people through the binoculars that whole thing is Rear Window. That is what that film is. That whole film is James Stewart in a wheelchair spying on the neighbors through a pair of binoculars and jumping to conclusions about what he's seen. So, a lot of that episode is a parody of this film, which is why this is more, it's not like a one gag, it's most of the episode is a parody. Oh no! 
That sinister-looking kid is coming to kill me. Help! 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 It actually sounds like a film that I'd really enjoy, actually. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's an oldie, obviously, but... Anyway, so basically my list is just like, hey, Emma, watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, but I need to be educated, because as I said, like, I do enjoy films, but I just... Yeah. I'm one of these people that just tends to... Um, just go back to the films that I've seen a million times. I right. I find it really hard to to just pick a random film that I've never seen and just watch it. I, find I take it, a punt on it. Yeah, I know what you mean. See, I, I, I'm in the habit of like, I watch a film every night from about seven till nine. Yeah. That's like my film time. And um, so because I've got into that habit now, I don't watch any TV. So if people say to me, oh, have you seen this series? Like, no, I haven't. I haven't seen any TV series. Yeah. Um, because I like a story that is one and done. I haven't got to like commit to it for the next three months to get through a series. I just watch it. And if it's rubbish, it doesn't matter because it'll be over in an hour. And I really do stumble across films which I've never heard of. And I'm just like, I'll just watch it. And sometimes I end up loving them and... It gives me chance to really because I watch a lot of German films as well. I'm a German student, so I try and watch at least a German film every week. And um, I love that. So yeah, it just helped me get dig into the different genres and styles. And I'll I won't just stick to the same genre because I'm watching so many. It's like okay, cool. I watch a rom com tonight. I'll give one a go and yeah, watch this. So I I dip into everything. Um, I think the problem that I have is the fact that because. Um, I've got a small child and I work all the time and things like that. When I come mm. home, I have a very limited time to just unwind yeah. and relax. And at the weekend, um, when my husband's home and around and things like that, he's always like, oh, let's watch a film. I'm like, okay, great. And then both of us just end up falling asleep. Right. And it's just yeah. like... <laughs> I, I kind of like, I kind of have to give myself that time because I get... I, I'm like really busy all the time when yeah. I work and I'm a student and I basically have three jobs with doing all the podcasts. So to make myself have two hours downtime yeah. is like essential for me because it's the only downtime I get. Yeah. So this is like my two hours a day of downtime is like I put on a film. And I what I do is all the films I want to watch, I have a big book and I write them all in it. Every time I think of a film I want to watch, someone recommends I write it in there. Mm. I always write down the runtime of it next to it. Oh, okay. So that if I'm in a, if I'm in a hurry, I can go, well, I haven't got much time tonight, but I still want to watch a film. What have I got that's around the hour and a half mark? And I just scroll and pick one at random or, hey, I've got all the time in the world. What, what's a longer film on this list? And I always put that, the runtime next to the film. Another example of uh, Bob's lists. It really is. You should see that big film list book. And I put a marker <laughs> pen for it when I've watched it. See, the thing is, I always have these like go-to films that are... Um, Comforting. Yeah, they're just like easy to watch, like... The other night, I think it was Saturday night, um, it was like, oh, let's watch a film. And then we was flicking through Netflix and flicking through and then we was looking at our DVDs and then we ended up watching Hot Fuzz for like the millionth time. And it was yeah, just... Yeah, but Hot Fuzz is so good. It's like, I love it so much, but it's one of those films that it's just like, if you want to go to sleep, it's not a big deal. If you want to watch it and watch the whole thing amazing like i think it might be one of the films i've seen more than any because it's so easy for me to watch i honestly think that it's the same for me as well mm. <laughs> the funny thing was when i went to the cinema to see it i went with my mum and my sister we hated it did you see it the day it came out on <laughs> valentine's day no no because <laughs> i did <laughs> i took my i took my then girlfriend to see it on valentine's day <laughs> oh what a catch <laughs> yeah luckily she liked it so so we went to see it 
and I hated it. We literally really? was like, what the hell? But then the second time I watched it, I was like, why did I hate this? This is brilliant. And I love it now. Like, Yeah, it's the best. It's, it, it's, it's up there with like my favorite comedies. I'm not, I actually don't like that many comedies, weirdly. Yeah. Um, comedy, I think, is quite hard to get to nail onto a person, but that's easily like top three comedies. I feel like it's a film as well that I quote a lot more than other films. Mm. Like my sister's boyfriend James, shout out to James. Um he's got um he's got quite a big beard and we always wind, <laughs> we always wind him up and say, A great big bushy beard <laughs> Yeah, I, um, for listeners, I, I have a, I have a, a sizable beard, and I get that fairly often as well. So <laughs> it's just like a little inside joke that we've got with my family, and it's not even funny, but it's just like a little inside joke that that we all have. Mm. And I can't believe Olivia Coleman's in it as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good cast as well. We've got Timothy Dalton in there. Is that? Now we're just yeah. taking into the first cast. <laughs> this needs to be cut, definitely. <laughs> No, no, it's all it's all on topic because that film is full of parodies. Yay. It's a whole film that's about parodies. Um, so there we go. It's on is on topic. It's about parodies. Anyway, yeah, Rear Window, my number one. Uh, it's a really good film. If you haven't seen it ever, you should, really should check it out. If it's, if you only watch one Alfred Hitchcock film, Bart of Darkness has one of my absolute favorite quotes of The Simpsons of all time. I don't know. It might be my favorite quote, if not one of them. Um, mm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get my voice. <coughs> I'm looking forward to this. Kippers for breakfast, Aunt Helga. Is it St. Swimming's Day already? <laughs> Tears I replied. genuinely, I knew it was going to be that. I almost did it. It's because every St. Swimming's Day, I always post it on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Well, I don't know. know what the fuck St. Swimming's Day is. I thought for so long that it was a made up day that Bart said in that episode. Like it was a joke of an English sounding name. Bart, I'm here for you, but I'm not going to break it in somebody's house. All right, you're right, you're right. Let, let's let's just forget about that. Here, let me read to you from my play. <clears throat> Kippers for breakfast, Aunt Helga. Is it St. Swithin's Day already? Tis, replied Aunt Helga. I'm going, I'm going. I love anything, anytime Bart does like an English Cockney accent, like, I love it yeah. so much. He's so brilliant. And like... That is one of my favourite. Clean favorite. as a whistle, sharp as a thistle, <laughs> best in all Westminster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Butt of Darkness. Shut up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that St. Swivin's Day quote is probably my favourite Simpsons quote. So that is when he starts going all weird, isn't it? Like he, Yeah, he yeah. He goes stir crazy, basically. When everyone's having fun outside. Great episode, great parody. And uh, that is another one where it's like I have such affection for the film. But it was one where obviously I was not watching Alfred Hitchcock films when I was like 10 watching these Simpsons episodes for the first time. So <laughs> I'd seen that that episode, Bar of Darkness, so many times before I'd seen Rear Window. There's quite a lot of Alfred Hitchcock parodies in The Simpsons, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. they love it. Well, they're psycho as well with Maggie hitting the hammer on Homer and yeah. then the blood swirling down the drain. That's another one that I always think of. There's that, um, I think it's in one of the tree houses where there's the Alfred Hitchcock um, like outline and Homer walks in and goes, yeah. good evening. There's all the, uh, when goes to get Maggie from the daycare centre and all the toddlers are like staring at him. That's from the birds. Uh, you've got Skinner running up the stairs in Principal Charming. That's from Vertigo. I love that. Um, I'm actually impressing myself with these Hitchcock references off the top of my head. 
Um, I, I can't think of any more right now, but I'm sure oh, North by Northwest when they're running along the field, um, Marge as a kid and the plane flies over them and they jump down the ground. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Not bad. I did five off the top of my head. Though. That is very impressive. I mean... And they're not written down. I mean, I can appreciate Alfred Hitchcock, but I'm going to be honest, I don't even think I've seen any of his films, which is really, really bad, I know, but... Well, we were talking... Me and Becca were talking about it last night because she was saying what films are you going to do and then she had said then she looked at his films and said oh she, she said i've never seen any of his films so oh that makes me feel so much better <laughs> i think tomorrow night we're going to watch psycho together yeah as our halloween movie that makes me feel so much better that she does the film podcast and she's never seen any <laughs> no we're gonna we're gonna watch psycho together tomorrow happy halloween uh so there that's our top four i guess we'll go into our one mores yeah Okay, I need to just refresh myself because I can't even remember what my one more is. Oh, yeah, this is brilliant. Okay. So this is um, my one more purely just because it's like the tiniest little scene in um, in an episode. Um, okay. But the parody is of Crocodile Dundee and it's Bart, oh, yeah. it's Bart versus Australia. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me laugh so much and it's so good the funny thing was the other day um i was at work and um i think someone asked for a knife and um and then someone else went that's not a knife and then i went that's a spoon and that they all looked at me and, <laughs> as if i was like the biggest weirdo ever because he was obviously parried parodying Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee, and then I was parry. Par- I can't even say the word. Parodying the Simpsons, parodying Crocodile Dundee, and everyone just like laughed at his joke, and then looked at me as if I was a right weirdo because they obviously they'd obviously never played knifey spoonie before. Exactly. <laughs> you call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. All right, all right, you win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoonie before. But um, I love this episode anyway. Um, so this is a really good episode for me. It's a great parody because they've actually done it twice. Yeah, exactly. Because Hans Molman does it. Down yeah. I go. <laughs> I think that Hans Molman one's actually before, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I've just watched an episode recently with that. Yeah. End, so it must be season five. Yeah. When I say put your beer on a coaster, I mean it. You call that a knife? This is a knife. Ooh. Down I go. So, yeah, this is my one more. I mean, I d- to be honest, I don't actually know why I picked it. As I said at the beginning... Because um, it makes you laugh. No, as I said at the beginning, um, 22 short films about Springfield and the whole Pulp Fiction stuff was my plus one. Mm. Um, but I actually bumped it up and made it my one... And then I was like, oh, I haven't got anything for one more. And then I mm. remembered this straight away and I was just, just laughing for so long. And I was like, yep, that's got to make the list. It's the first one that came to your mind, so you're like, that'll do. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really good. It was actually in my list as well. Like this, that's, It's a really funny gag because it's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. stupid. So stupid. But um, I I really like the f- the Crocodile Dundee films. Um, mm. I prefer, obviously, I prefer the original, the first one. Um, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, I'll be honest. Yeah, to be honest, I saw it when I was a kid once or twice, and then I've seen mm. it a couple of times since um, 
I've been an adult. So it's not a film that I've seen loads and loads and loads, but I feel like it's always either on like Christmas time or like mm. on like ITV3. It's just one of those films that they just play randomly every now and again yeah, so if, it's one that everyone's seen it's one of them yeah so it's one of well, everyone from a certain generation has seen yes i doubt my little brothers have seen it they're not no. <laughs> two 16 year old brothers they're not watching crocodile <laughs> but um i think i used to parry like i used to quote the parody of this quite a lot and my dad was like why are you quoting crocodile dundee i'm like it's the simpsons like duh <laughs> and he was like oh it's the first time i just realized my brothers are exactly half my age that's crazy. That's odd, isn't it? So you were 16 when they were born? Must have been, yeah. Wow. Interesting. I'm going to tell them that. I'll say I was your age when you were born. I've just got the one sister and she's so far like my biggest podcast fan. She, oh, great. She's like the first person to like listen out of like my friends and family. And then... Um, I told her that the new episode came out because as of this recording, our second episode has just gone out. And I texted her and I was like, my second episode? So she's like, I'm already listening to it. So shout out to my sister because I did say that I'd mention her because she was a little bit annoyed that I'd mentioned my dad quite a lot, but not her. Oh, so she's got a little time to wait because this one's the last one that's going to go up yeah, before I know. Christmas. This so, is, we're recording way in advance. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... Crocodile Dundee. This this is my one more. To be honest, I don't even know why it's my one more. It's just I, well, it, I think that you were like, what one should I do? And then this popped into your head and made you laugh. Is good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is pr- purely the reason why this is my one more. There's no special reason or rhyme for it. It's just purely because. I thought of it and I laughed for about 10 minutes and then I kept saying and then obviously because of the whole parody at work about the spoon and the knife and people thinking I was a right mm. a right weirdo because that happens a lot when you quote the Simpsons they really appreciate it or just look dead eyed yeah you? exactly like people don't remember a TV show that was out like 30 25 30 years ago like what's wrong with them <laughs> what is wrong with these they people they need to get a life <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. excellent choice so my one more uh, this is my one more because it's kind of a mix of they sort of did their own thing by mixing two parodies together yeah uh, so this is a parody of Westworld and Jurassic Park okay to be Itchy and Scratchy Land oh no way yeah so I um, it's more Westworld but the, when they arrive, it's very Jurassic Parky, and yeah. then the robots turning on them is literally the plot to Westworld. And throughout that episode, you've just got multiple parodies and, and nods towards Jurassic Park and Westworld. Um, so I was just like, I love that they took this crazy theme park idea from the two famous sci-fi movies well, that had done it to make their own version of it. Well, you say that. I've never heard of Westworld. <laughs> Really? Yeah, never heard what of it. What about the, not even the TV series? No. So obviously I've heard of Jurassic Park and yeah, but not Westworld. Wow. Okay, so Westworld, Emma, you... Educate well, me. I don't know. It's, you, it would, it's, I wouldn't say it's one you've got to watch now because it is kind of old, but it is, it's kind of like the original Jurassic Park. It's um, 
So the concept Billy of Westworld is... Billy and the Clonosaurus. Is, Billy and the Clonosaurus. This is like Jerry and the Cowboy theme park. It's they go... <laughs> you you pay loads of money to go on holiday to a simulation of the Old West. Oh, okay. And every resident there is a robot that's super realistic. And you can do whatever you want because you paid thousands to be there. So you can go and get into a brawl in the bar. You're always going to win because you're fighting against a robot who's trained to lose. And their bullets can't hurt you, but you can shoot them and you can be an outlaw you can help the sheriff and whatever but all the programming goes wrong and the robots start actually turning on people and they can actually hurt people okay and it's this wild west robot movie so it's like Jurassic Park but with cowboys and they're all robots and their programming goes wrong and that's the film you've got to listen to me elementary chaos theory tells us that all robots will eventually turn against their masters and run amok in an orgy of blood and kicking and the biting with the metal teeth and the hurting and shoving. How much time do we have, Professor? Well, according to my calculations, the robots won't go berserk for at least 24 hours. Oh, I forgot to uh, carry the wine. That actually does sound like some things I would quite enjoy. Yeah, it's a fun. Like you can see, like there's a lot of inspiration from the term. It's, it's really old. It's um, the effects aren't amazing, but they hold up better than you would think. But I think Terminator took a lot of inspiration from it, and obviously Jurassic Park took inspiration from it. And Itchy and Scratchy Land, that episode is mostly a parody of Westworld with some Jurassic Park stuff thrown in. Yeah, when I was looking at my list, um, it kept coming up quite a lot. So I was hmm. familiar of it just purely because of those lists um but i've never really heard of it i'm not gonna lie it's my plus one because westworld isn't my favorite film i think it's fun and itchy and scratchy land isn't my favorite episode but it's fun but the parody and the combination of the two is just it just is a perfect parody yeah it's funny because what one that made my shortlist was from itchy and scratchy land but it's neither of those films so right one of one that was on my shortlist was um fantasia or pinicchio and like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i really like that itchy and scratchy parody of like i'm sure one day we'll do a mini episode of our favorite itchy and scratchy shorts so we can talk about it then yeah so it was really close to being on my list but to be honest like i don't i don't i mean fantasia is fantasia do you know what i mean you either love it or you don't and i didn't like it enough in comparison to like the other films i've mentioned um so that's why it didn't make my list but yeah it was definitely going to be on there becca becca loves fantasia yeah i i get why like it's definitely a nostalgia thing for me like i'm such a disney kid it's one of those ones where you feel like a philistine if you don't say it's amazing yeah so you've kind of got yeah yeah it's amazing (laughs) But like, as a to be honest, like I found it kind of boring when I was a kid. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's I, it's one that I really should watch again as an adult, and I've never watched Fantasia two thousand. No, I've people never say seen is also that. Really good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's um, there's sort of like a ride in Disneyland Florida when I was a kid. Mm. Um, that's sort of a parody of Fantasia called Fantasmic, and it's one of right. one of the best experiences that I had at Disney because it's like these big waterfalls, and then um, it's these like characters go around on these like boats and stuff, and they project like Fantasia on on the water and stuff. It's really cool. Mm. So that was that was really really enjoyable. Um, but as I said, like. Fantasia, like I like it, but I preferred the other films that I picked, which is why it didn't make my list. Great. Well, I think we had a really good mix 
of choices there. Only one crossover. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised that only one crossed over. But to be honest, as I said, because you're this massive film buff and I'm not really, I I thought the things that I would pick would just be really obvious and you'd either love them because of what they are or you would just have things that are completely different. So it was uh, nice. I think your list is great. Like, I, it's a, they're, I, I think both lists are... Yeah, they're very solid. Well, obviously, I like my list, but these, these are really good Solid lists, so yeah. we've done a good job here. And um, so I sort of texted you about it earlier, but my actual favourite film parody, I actually did not mention on this episode because I went into okay. a lot of detail about it on season two oh. and it's it's the officer and a gentleman <laughs> that is actually my favorite simpsons film parody but because i'd spoken about it so much on that episode i didn't feel like i wanted to take up a huge chunk of the That's time in, here um life on the fast lane life right? on, oh yeah so sorry season, season one. one yeah sorry yeah. season one i the thing is, I've just listened to it, so it's like really fresh in my mind, and that's right. why I was sort of that's why yeah. So I spoke about it a lot on season one, and I mentioned that it was my favorite film parody, um, but that's why I didn't include it. It's a- that is actually my favorite Simpsons film parody, but because I'd already mentioned it on the season one episode that so you guys. So in other words, you cheated, Emma. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. The only one I had that was really close for me um, was from homie the clown <laughs> when he's sculpting his mashed potato into the circus tent <laughs> what's that uh, from, from closing oh, from closing counters counter, of the third yeah. kind yeah 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 yeah. that really makes me laugh because of his his face with the tongue poking out really concentrating <laughs> exactly. on it and everyone just staring at him and um another one that i wanted to mention but i I've seen parts of this film, but I haven't seen the whole film, which obviously broke the rules, was um, mm. the Dr. Zayas parody of Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. So I love that. Um, but I have I have seen a lot of different parts of a lot of different Planet of the Apes films, but I don't think I've actually sat and watched one from start to finish. Uh, the original's good and the new trilogy is good and the others I can take or leave. Yeah, exactly. So, but because I hadn't watched it, start to finish i thought it it would be cheating for me to include it so i haven't included that one but i love the parody (laughs) yeah that's great um and the uh, the other one i've got on here which i like but it's so it's literally like a second like gag it's not i couldn't include it is um from goodfellas the horse's head in the bed when behind buys lisa the pony and she just wakes up screaming yeah it's like one shot so i was like "Ah, i can't include that but that makes me laugh a lot i love that yeah the fact that you put a horse in the bed is really funny (laughs) and the fact that the horse's eyes like the way they've animated it it's just like completely like staring at her yeah yeah i love that um and another fun one is obviously um 101 greyhounds is a really fun one yeah yeah one of my dad's favorite episodes I love that episode as yeah. well. Yeah, it's a good one. But there's obviously so, so many parodies. I've got so many written down here. Like It was a really good topic. And actually, this episode is way longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so we'll just refresh everyone with what our lists were. Uh, my number four was uh, the parody of The Fugitive from the episode Lisa's Rival. Is that what that's from? <laughs> yes. Yeah. My number three was parody of Pop Fiction from... The episode 22 short films about Springfield. 
my number two was a parody of T2 Judgment Day from um, what episode's that from? Homer Loves Flanders. <laughs> my number one was a parody of Rear Window from the episode Part of Darkness, and my plus one was a parody of Westworld from the episode Itchy and Scratchy Land. Yay! And my number four was a parody of Raiders of the Lost Ark from season three, episode twenty-three, which was uh, Bart's friend falls in love. My number three was um, a parody of Thelma and Louise from Marge on the Lamb, which is season five, episode six. My number two was a parody of The Shining from Treehouse Five, which is season six, episode six. And my number one is a parody of Pulp Fiction from 22 short films about Springfield, which is season seven, episode 21. And then my one more was uh, a parody of Crocodile Dundee from Bart vs. Australia, which is season six, episode 16. You had to put me to shame with those episode oh, numbers, didn't you? <laughs> sorry, it's just because they're literally on the, on my screen, on my list. So I'm going to edit thought... in me just saying the episode numbers yeah, from mine. do it. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's really yeah. perked me up after a kind of very long, tiring day. Good, I'm glad. So um, let us know what your favourite film parodies are or if you uh, agreed, disagreed with ours. And you can do that at uh, the website, fourandonemore.com. Or through the email fourandonemorepod.com. Yeah. Uh, no, what is it? Four, four and one more pod <laughs> at gmail.com. Might need them a little bit. Um, and you can talk to us directly on social medias. I am on Twitter as at Bob Shoy. That's at B O B S H O Y. And Emma? I am on Twitter as at Emma Rowena, at E M M A R O E N A. And you also run the Instagram account, yeah. which posts lots of fun Frinkiac screens and things. <laughs> it's literally what I do while I'm landing bed. Um, so you can find us on Instagram at four underscore and underscore one underscore more. Yeah. And if you go on the four and one more dot com, there's links to all the different places you can find us as well. That's all on there. Uh on my brand new revamped website, uh, what is my website? It's my name, isn't it? So I should have remembered <laughs> that. It's bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. You can see all the other shows on the network that I work on and who I host them with. And it's all been redone and very simplified now. So if you go on bobshoy.com, you can see other podcasts that you might enjoy as well. And you can support my times of uh, editing and researching for this as well as my other podcasts at patreon.com slash bobshoy. And uh, yeah. I don't need to go into any more stuff. It's all on the website. Go on the website. <laughs> please, please, please donate to um, Bob's Patreon because he really spends so much time editing everything. It's my third job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's worth it. It really is worth it. So thanks, Emma. It's all right. And I think we're done for this episode. Yay. I really enjoyed this. This was a good one. I was, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I was a little bit worried about it just purely because of the lack of films that I have watched. Um but I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm the same as you. Like, it's really perked me up. So thank you. I really like going back and forth between going through the season by season and these lot of like spin-off episodes because they have such different energy when I'm putting my notes together for them and, and thinking about what I'm going to talk about. So now I'm looking forward to getting back into like talking about a proper full-on season. Yeah, I'm excited. So that's going to be, where are we up to? We're going to talk about season four next. Yep. Have we done, oh, it's a have good we done one. season three? We've done season three already, yeah. Oh my, We're that far ahead. Oh my god! Yeah, season four. Yeah, yeah wow. So next we're gonna be talking about season, season four, four, which is a great season. Yeah, I've, I've I've got my list already. I think that will be our first one of 2021. Wow. Hopefully, a much better year than 2020. 
Yeah, let's hope so. My baby will be born. Oh, so it's better already? Yeah, better already. Could be born on your birthday. Uh, is it? Is it due around January time? Yeah, January 28th. Whoa, it could literally, be. You're 16th, aren't you? 17th. Oh, my best friend's the 16th. I thought you was the same day as her. 17th, so yeah, yeah. come on. I'd be honoured to share a birthday with it. Come on. It. It. And I'll only ever refer to it as it. Yes, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you can refer to it as him because I know it's a boy. Yeah, I know, but it's more fun to say it, it yeah. about babies. It. <laughs> yeah. Right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, love you lots. Until next love time, you. please pardon my galoshes. <laughs> We're done. That still makes me laugh every time. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.